Well, hello and welcome to this edition of Lectionary Q. Um, my name is Dennis Sanders. I'm the pastor of First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ in Roseville, Minnesota. And um, this is the second episode of the podcast We're under a new name. Um, this actually started earlier this year um, when it was called Preparing for Sunday. Um, but I changed the name to Lectionary Q. It's a little bit more memorable. I probably think people are going to be more easy to find it. Um, the letter Q is an interesting letter, I've always thought. There are some interesting parts of it. Me being a Star Trek fan, there is the character um, in The Next Generation that is called Q. Um, Q is always just kind of an interesting thing. And um, unfortunately, it also has some bad connotations, which we will not bring up here. But the Q here stands for questions. And that's what we do here every week. We take one of the scriptures from the Revised Common Lectionary um, for the upcoming Sunday, and we ask questions. And so I hope that this is a way for pastors and other people who are maybe going to be preaching on a Sunday to help them prepare for their Sunday sermons. Um, but I also hope that it's for people who, even if they're not preaching on a Sunday, if they're just, if they're someone sitting in the pew, that this is a way for them to engage in a spiritual practice, to step away from the busyness of the world and reflect on what God is trying to say to us. So this week's uh, text, boy, there are going to be a lot of questions, more than usual um, for this one. This is also, I think, a challenging text and um, to preach on. Um, what we're looking at is from Luke 16, 19 through 31. It's the rich man and Lazarus. Now, this problem with the text is not really the text. It's pretty straightforward. But because it's such a familiar text, and because we've heard it so many times, we may think that we know the answer and may think that we don't really need to really dig into it more and people won't listen more. The other thing is that I think sometimes it's really so easy because it's, especially within um, mainline Protestant churches, but in other traditions as well, because of the, the text having its focus on the poor, it's really easy for us to get on our soapboxes and maybe rail against some type of modern injustice. And I, and yes, that makes sense. But this scripture, I think, when it was first probably written and first read, was for the local community. And I think that that's important for us um, to remind ourselves that as much as there are a lot of different issues that um, we could talk about regarding this text, um, what is important to look at is how does this affect you as your local community? And how at and and also to think about how at times we are the rich man, and in fact, in many cases we are the rich man because this whole thing is up to us. How do we respond to the poor around us? Obviously, we, we will learn he didn't respond very well. But what about us? So I don't usually give preaching advice here. Um, but I do hope that if you are someone that is going to be preaching on this text this coming Sunday, um, or whenever you listen to this, that I hope you, that you not only call out injustice, but I also hope that this will be a text that you will use to call people to repentance. 
Um, Delmer Chilton, who is a pastor, he's the co-host of uh, the Lectionary Lab podcast, um, which is also called Two Bubba's and a Bible because they're both from the South. Um, He says that we um, really have to take this text on that is dealing with God and sin and rescue and rebellion and death and resurrection. Um, All of these issues are there. And that people are so familiar with it that they think they know how it will turn out. And that he says we have to preach this in a way that still, in some ways, shocks people. And we have to pray that God will give us and our congregations eyes really to see this passage anew. So now I'm going to step down from my soapbox and let's look at the text for this Sunday, September 25th the 16th Sunday after Pentecost, which is Luke 16, 19-31. I will be reading the text from the New Revised Standard Version. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who longed to satisfy his hunger with that what fell from the rich man's table, Even the dogs would come and lick his sores. The poor man died and was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was being tormented, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. He called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in the water and cool my tongue, for I am in agony in these flames. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your lifetime you received your good things, and Lazarus in in like manner evil things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. Besides all this, between you and us is a great chasm that has been fixed, so that those who might want to pass from here to you cannot do so, and no one can cross from, from there to us. He said, then, Father, I beg you to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, and that he may warn them so that they will not also come into this place of torment. Abraham replied, they have Moses and the prophets. They should listen to them. He said, no, Father Abraham, but but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to them, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. Like I said, there are more questions here um, in this one. I usually try to leave my six questions or so. There are going to be actually 10 um, because there are lots of questions in this text. So here we go. Question one. Why do you think that Lazarus was given a name and the rich man is nameless? Now, some have given the rich man a name, and that name has been Dives. But really, in the text itself, he is unnamed. Why? Would you regard the rich man as evil? Number three, 
What do you think the problem is with the rich man? Is it greed or is it apathy or is it both? Number four, why do you think the rich man ignored Lazarus? We know that he is aware in the text, it says, because he calls him by name, that he's aware of Lazarus. So why do you think he never stopped to take care of him? Number five, the name Lazarus means God has helped or God is my helper. Is there an example of where God helped him where he, when he was alive? Number six, why did the rich man ask Father Abraham to send Lazarus with cool water? Number seven, Abraham says that there is a large chasm that can't be bridged. Why can't it be bridged? Number eight. In the parable, the rich man dies and he faces eternal judgment and punishment, and there is no chance of relief. So how does this line up with the belief in grace? And also, does it have anything to say about the dangers of works righteousness? Number nine, the story ends with Father Abraham saying, Lazarus' brothers won't believe someone that is raised from the dead. Was Jesus referring to his upcoming death? And what does all of this have to do with the parable? And number 10, within parts of Christianity, and actually within other religions as well, the giving of alms is considered a spiritual practice. Now, the word alms, it's kind of an old-timey word, I like to say, means, and in, in uh, it can mean mercy in Greek. Let's go back to thinking about the rich man. If he were someone that had give, given alms, especially to helping Lazarus, how would it have that changed the rich man? How does and how would giving to others drawn the rich man closer to God? So what are your answers to those questions? And do you have any additional questions? I would love to hear what you're thinking about on this text. I mean, especially this text, is, again, it brought up a lot of questions, um, which is unusual for a text that you think that you know. But again, you don't always know. So if you have, um, if you are brave enough, um, send me your thoughts. You can use the contact information. There is an email address in the show notes. Um, so I would love to hear from you. So I want to close this out with a prayer. Um, this is kind of a uh, thing that I'm starting to do a little bit more. A few weeks ago, we started um, with Christoph Blumhart. Last week, it was Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Um, today's closing prayer is by the theologian Howard Thurman. Lord, Lord, open unto me. Open unto me light for my darkness. Open unto me courage for my fear. 
Open unto me hope for my despair. Open unto me peace for my turmoil. Open unto me joy for my sorrow. Open unto me strength for my weakness. Open unto me wisdom for my confusion. Open unto me forgiveness for my sins. Open unto me tenderness for my toughness. Open unto me love for my hates. Open unto me thyself for myself. Lord, Lord, open unto me. And that is it for this episode of Lectionary Q. Um, If you live in the Twin Cities, um, I do want to personally invite you to come and worship with us at First Christian Church, uh, Disciples of Christ. We meet at Roseville Lutheran Church um, in Roseville, Minnesota at 11 a.m. You can get directions by going to the church website, which is FCCStPaul.org. So that's FCC and then St. Paul is all one word and saint is spelled out.org. So I hope and pray that these questions um, will have opened up the scripture to you. I hope it actually has even brought more questions to you and that it will allow you to connect with God um, and for you to share the good news. And that though, and I also pray that those that hear this mess, your message will be able to connect with God and that they will also go and share the good news of Jesus Christ. So my name is Dennis Sanders. I'm your host for Lectionary Q. That is it. We'll see you next week. Take care and Godspeed.